You can see the levels over there, so I am the top one. Hello, testing one. Okay, Aaron, why don't you test Check one, check two, sibilance, sibilance. Okay. Hello, this is Paul. All right, and you're down there at the bottom. And I, and I, I hope you don't mind, I sort of already titled this one, uh, Old Paul Teeny. Old Paul Teeny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take nice. it. <laughs> so, this is good to have the, have the guest from out of town. Yeah, I'm glad. In we- town. Because usually you are, you know, co-hosting, and you guys are sort of just in the in the in the web somewhere we together. Podcast, distance yes. podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm the only one on the East Coast. Every one of them is Central Time. So yeah, <laughs> that puts you late. Yeah, he gets to sleep in a little bit. Once that's right. That's right. You guys do early in the morning. I don't see how you guys function. No, that wouldn't be functional but, for me. You know, this past week I can top that because I, I guessed it on a uh, on another podcast. Where they record at five in the morning on Sunday. There's five no, in the morning. There's no need for that. Oh, 0500. It was insane. <laughs> it was insane. Okay, Brewfest on Crockett is the one in April. And that's over off of, uh, in Fort Worth on 7th Street. Uh, that's not the one I was talking about in, in April. There's another big Texas Brewfest in Dallas. Is that the one at Fair Park? Yeah, I think that okay. is. That's the one I bought tickets for last year, uh-huh. and then I was the only one that bought tickets. <laughs> and so, of anybody that I knew, and so I, uh, I didn't go. But you're not bitter about that at all, are you? Yeah, apparently not. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd actually forgotten about it. Until just now. Well, no. Until I was going through some stuff. I, and I you found the tickets. Search, and I found the tickets. <laughs> e-tickets, and I found the tickets. I was like... Aaron's a bastard. Mother. <laughs> I'm surprised you edit. Usually you don't edit yourself on this. You like to keep it explicit. <laughs> it's early. We're not recording yet. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> oh, what you have to understand is that we don't do much on introductions on this one. Oh, so we're already... Yeah, we're in. We're, we're in. deep in it. We are in we're there deep. like we're, In fact, we, we may be hitting midpoint. <laughs> <laughs> the show is over. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, I am Mark. I'm Aaron. And this is Paul. And we are doing our uh, very, very special first time in 2014. Woo! Three beers and a scotch. Old, P- Old Paul Tini. Old Paul Tini. I'm excited. My name is the title. we've got the visiting, visiting dignitary is what we've yeah. got. I mean, I mean, this is internet celebrity right here in the room with us today. One Mr. Paula Ponte, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I think I follow you on Twitter. Yeah, I think, I I think I've heard of you. I'm one of your 65 followers. <laughs> uh, so, and we've got, um, so we've got Old Pultini, which actually Aaron and I did. See, here's the deal is the last couple of uh, we podcasts to we've it? done. I'm going to fess up to okay. it because it's totally my bad. We've, uh, we've had some, some technical malfunctions uh with the podcast and so we've actually recorded two other podcasts that that just had to go in the trash because they weren't usable wow. uh, but one of them i was really sad to miss because uh it was old poutini and i really really liked that and i loved all the things we talked about and 
Now we're going to revisit it. That's which right. Actually, I guess there's the silver, silver lining, not for anybody else out there, but for me because I get to have more. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's probably a. Uh, we, we probably need to make sure we get this one because there's not that much left in the no, bottle. No, no, and, and we'll talk about it more, but you can't get it anymore. Oh. So, you know, limited edition. Right. Final sips occurring here tonight. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Ever in the history of scotch. <laughs> in Unless the world. you've got a bottle of it out there in podcast <laughs> Which you should land. be sending to us. Yeah. yeah. And because we give you this for free, you should <laughs> give us that bottle of old music. Because obviously you don't like it very much. It's That's just right. sitting in the yeah. cabinet. So, uh, but the beer uh, has a theme this evening, and it's chocolate. Chocolat. Chocolat. <laughs> and so um, I went out on a limb on one. Two of them are pretty solid. I think a Harpoon Chocolate Stout is going to be is going to be great. The Rogue Chocolate Stout is a staple for anybody who likes the chocolate stouts. But then I saw this, and it's from a. Um, uh, it's called the Big Texas Brewery uh, in. Uh, I want to say it's it says Buna Texas, although I thought it would be Buddha, but it's B-U-N-A. I have no idea where that is. Hmm. Uh, that's what it says on the label, unless it's a misprint, and then it's Buddha Texas. <laughs> but it's uh, it's white chocolate. Mm. Mm. And so I thought, well, there's always got to be one that we have to kind of experiment with. Mix so it up a little bit. That's the one. Um, but so that, well, that's what we'll be drinking this evening. Do you good. have any topics of conversation you want to get going while I start popping some tops? I can't imagine that I've got a topic of conversation, except maybe I would ask Paul. Yes, sir. Paul, tell us about your first beer. Wow. Um, I'd probably have to say, you know, it's, I, I was just having this conversation the other day, actually. I um, I was pretty much teetotal <laughs> <laughs> until uh, my mid to late 20s. Really? Um, I started, you know, I mean, I, I had some drinks when I was 18, like once or twice, and that was pretty much it. it now, was soda, born, and it wasn't. A, you were born and raised in Virginia, right? No, uh, born in New York. Okay, um, moved to Virginia when I was seven. Okay, and uh, my parents never drank, right? And so it wasn't a teetotal by. Um, I wasn't trying to make a statement, right? I just never wanted it. Just was never something around the house. So. Never something around the house. Yeah. No, I just wanted soda. Huh. And so I. Um, you know, but I had some uh, some friends who liked drinking, <laughs> and uh, you know, as one does, as one does. I would say my first couple beers were just Killians. Yeah, that's not a bad start. No, that's not a start. Schlitz. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like Rolling Rock. I think that's probably one of yeah. my my first ones. Um, now, do you, so? Do you like beer? Are you a beer? Uh, you person? know what? Actually, so in, in that in the time since then, um, I've become a little bit of a beer. No, I wouldn't say connoisseur because it was hell no. Um, but I, 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 I actually love beer. Um, I love craft beer. Um, some of my favorite beers. Uh, I, I tend to go towards uh, like Belgian beers. Mm, uh, yeah, you know that kind of thing. Well, this first one that we have, uh, Harpoon Chocolate Stout. I always like, Harpoon does a really good job there from the mm-hmm. East Coast, California. Yeah. Uh, and it just says that it is brewed with an abundance of chocolate malt and a touch of chocolate flavor. So I think that's that's kind of what's what's coming over. You really do taste the chocolate in it, uh, creating a rich, creamy treat. Enjoy. That's what it says <laughs> on the bottle. It's got a. There is very much a uh, chocolate bar taste to it, mm-hmm. like a Hershey bar. Yeah, you it's, know? 
it, it's, it, it's a in it's the beer more, world. It's the s'more of the beer of the beer world. Yeah, it, it's it, there is a a sweetness to it. Certainly not not a a dark chocolate bar in terms of, of the nose to it. But right. uh, yeah, oh no, it's a milky chocolate for but sure. But not a crazy amount of head to it either. I mean, it's no, like, I didn't pour it very vigorously. Mine's a little yeah. better if you look. I'll, yeah, I poured mine a little bit more, but you know, and for us, it's a stout, correct? It is. Um, really, not that. It doesn't feel that heavy. No heavier no. than really like a coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it is, uh, you can certainly taste the chocolate to it. Sometimes you just can't. And, uh, yeah, sometimes it's chocolatey and they've, you know, yeah. some, some, some breweries really shy back from putting like, it, it admits and it puts forward that they put chocolate flavor in it. A lot of times they'll just put chocolate malts, mm-hmm. which are kind of chocolatey, but it's that dark chocolate yeah. and it's kind of in the back of the throat as right. you're finishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is, is right I, up front Hershey's Kiss almost. Well, I, and you know, I, it's uh, Hershey's chocolate syrup. That's what I'm getting off this. Oh, sure. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And maybe that's what they, by chocolate flavor, I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> they're just squeezing over the keg. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting there and every, every, every few minutes, squeak. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sound. You what know. are you doing? Well, I'm finishing it. Or those old school Hershey's tins that you had to take the church key to open up. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, okay. They're just scooping in the, uh, the spoonful of uh, chocolate powder. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. The, the nasty squick. Yeah. <laughs> No, it does. It's uh, Hershey's chocolate syrup is what I'm getting. You know, but I uh, like it. If you, mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a big. I will say, I'm not a huge style fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, thank I, you for picking these out, that's Mark. Okay. Well, I mean, well, like I said, I, I tend more towards the Belgians. Um, one of my favorite. I love Allagash White. I love that type of stuff. You oh, know, yeah. just I like. A, I prefer a lighter beer, uh, just because you can have more of it. Um, mm. But this is this is tasty. I could see myself ordering a bottle of this. Yeah, you know, and, and this is someone who doesn't typically like to drink this kind of stuff but i like yeah. it so when you had your first beer mm-hmm. was it you know paul here have a beer you'll like it or was it drink it you p-? no no <laughs> it was here See, there you go. <laughs> Make it explicit. There you go. Um, it was here. Have a beer. You'll like it. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh-huh. It wasn't a peer pressure thing because was it, I don't do was, well with peer pressure. Was so. it out of the bottle or was it out of a red solo cup? It was out of the bottle. Okay, you know the Killian's bottle. Okay, um, you know probably we, best with a lot of those, just straight out. Yeah, I would agree. We, um, you know, in, so I live in Hampton Roads, Virginia, and in recent years they have really embraced the craft beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you know the, the the resurgence or whatever of the craft beer stuff. Um, I probably have five breweries within twenty minutes of me. Oh, that's great. Um, we've got St. George's, we've got Virginia Beach Brewing, we've got uh, Smart Mouth, Smart Mouth. Um, I like that. What is uh? There's yeah. one in the. Uh, I don't. I mean, the, they're there are at least Norfolk Canyon. They do Green Can. Um, and there are at least two more, and they're like I mentioned earlier, they're opening up a Green Can uh, Brewery or Green Flash Brewery, right. and uh, I like their beer very much. Mm-hmm. I'm not the hugest fan of our breweries, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's nice to have all of those in the same area. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Are they on? Are they on tap around town? Is that uh, their main distribution, or are they mainly like in bottles and cans around? Uh, both, really. I mean, you could probably yeah. get you know a Norfolk Canyon beer anywhere. Virginia Beach Brewing might be. Uh, more local St. George's you can get pretty much anywhere yeah um, but I mean it's uh, it, it's nice you know that we've gotten a couple of beer bars mm-hmm. in recent years uh, my favorite I'm gonna call them out here is uh, called The Birch it's uh, a craft beer bar I think they've probably got about 30 taps 
which isn't, okay, I that's... mean, it's significant. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, of course, we, we've got another one in the area called the Yard House that has... The Yard House. 200 taps or something oh, like wow. that. But the Birch is more of an alternative place. It's It, it used to be a, an auto shop. So okay. it's just a garage door, yeah. and small place. Um, and they've got 30 taps, and it's a chalkboard is their menu. And so when you get there, the menu may be different than when you leave. Oh, okay. Because, you know, cool. they, once it taps out, you know, right. they swap it off or something yeah. else. And it, it's a it's a great place. That's so, very cool. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it's just a nice atmosphere. So I think having all of that in the air. Oh, yeah. Really I'll be out. honest with you. I think having a place that has 30 beers in some ways is better than the 200 because they actually have to select and they have right. to narrow it down. Right. And so they're not just going to, anybody that walks in the door, oh, my gosh, let's just put everything yeah. that we can think of on tap. They have to be somewhat selective. And I like that, because then yeah. at least you get some opinions right. already in there. Now, um, I, I should clarify, they have a book of bottled beers, like a book oh, right. of bottled beers. But Taps, they have about 30. Yeah. Um, but young guy, guy's probably mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the business was in the black before the first year right. was over. I mean, they've, they've been very successful wow. to the point that they close a couple weeks every year so that they can go overseas and get more beers. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there are stuff there you will not see anywhere else. So, we'll go there next time you're in town. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't know why you've been keeping that secret from me, Paul. Uh, because then you'll ruin the memory for me. <laughs> <laughs> see, Paul's the guy who introduced me to one of the most wonderful things in the world. And did you see the size of the of the pour that he just gave me? Yes. That is gigantic. Well, it's a big bottle. Yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't... Wow. I'm also trying to get you know, a little I'm... bit more head on it because you complained last time. <laughs> Well, you know, I do That's like my... too much for you, and I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> I, just, I was on a roll. It's like, a, you know, Goldilocks. Yeah. That's right. Mine has, <laughs> mine has a little bit, Aaron's a little bit more, and it's a ridiculous amount That's of right. head in, in Paul's beer. I'm There's really no such thing as a ridiculous that. amount of head. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, Mr. Head. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, Paul took me to this restaurant in... Uh, Are we, we talking about Kogan's? Yeah. Oh, okay. And you know when you when you have your uh, your fried cheese, it's like fried mozzarella, right? Mm. They had fried pepper jack cheese. Oh, uh, were they in like little bitty? No, like a things? monster oh. hunk of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I went to a place that used to do pepper jack, but there were these little things they called cheese bings. Mm. Mm. And they're yeah, the pepper jack. They everybody should fry that. Oh my god! It's I mean incredible. I came back the next time, and I said, we got to go to Kogan's. You know, because, I, I mean, I'm Jones and I, the whole t- the whole 2,000-mile flight there, I'm just like, pepper jack fried cheese. I mean, right. I'm just excited. And the waiter says to us, oh, I'm sorry, we don't carry that anymore. And I almost burst into tears. <laughs> did you stay or did you leave? I, I, you know, I, I wanted to flip the table. Motherfucker! <laughs> you know, and just send that table flipping. But, uh, no. They they have it back oh. now. He'll yeah, he, he says he has that. Um, and the greatest thing about this place, Kogan's, is that it is next door to my comic shop. So you know, and it's a nice comic shop. It's it's it? really more of a. While they've got the uh, the weekly you know floppies, it's it's mostly a trade paperback or original graphic novel shop. Oh. So you know the hardbacks, the paperbacks. Yeah, and it's a beautiful store. Yeah, they've got couches. You could see yourself, you know, having a cup of coffee or a beer. You know, right. they have parties where they have beer after hours, that kind of thing. Uh, so what are we drinking now? Okay, so this uh, is the Queen's Limited Release White Chocolate Porter. Let me read you what they have to say, and I looked this up. This is what they say on their website as well. 
Uh, this base style is a robust porter with enough white chocolate added that you know it's white chocolate. Hmm. Handcrafted, bottled, and brewed with a Texas Big Beer Brewery in Buna, Texas. Does that not say Buna? And if so, where is Buna? <laughs> Buna. Yeah, Buna. B-U-N-A. That's how I would read it. All right. It doesn't have much of a nose. It doesn't have much of a... I don't... I'm much. not... Yeah, to be honest it, with it, you, it, quite frankly, it, it's... You know, it tastes like flat soda. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Okay. Now, I'll tell you, so first off, as I'm opening the bottle, wax on the top with a bottle cap uh-huh. opener, not cool. No. Not fun. Right. So, strike one to you. Um, but, I don't, I'm not sure that I love the beer either. Yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of character. I'm not getting white chocolate. I'm, neither am I. I am getting some chocolate, I, but... I think in the nose, I can I can kind of perceive some white chocolate, but I think it may be because I was told. Yeah, I don't think you'd pick yeah. that up without it. And but I mean, I I'm can... I'm deeply inhaling, Mark. Uh, I mean, <laughs> as you are wont to do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I didn't know you'd have that reaction. It doesn't have a lot of character in the mouth either. I mean, no. it's just it. Uh, well, and it's going to lose a little bit because, and again, this is maybe one we should have started with, but the the harpoon, what I have found the difference between stouts and porters, even though there's a lot of similarities and whatnot, is mainly the stouts tend to have a roastier yes, flavor, right. and the porters tend to not have sure. that roastiness, but still a lot of the same grains and things yeah. like that, but it's that roasted flavor that, that kind of gets left out, and so... But that's what I'm missing a little bit. Like the harpoon, obviously, uh, like I said, it's solid. It really does a mm-hmm. good job overall with all their beers. But again, with this one, it had a little bit of that bite, a little bit yeah. more that complex. And this just doesn't yeah. doesn't carry that. No. It's uh, like I said, it 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 doesn't leave an impression. Yeah. No, all. I mean, I this just seems like it just seems like beer. You know, it's fine. You know? I mean, yeah, no, it, it really, it's like if yeah. I ordered one. Yeah, I, it's not I, objectionable. You know, it's no, not, it, no. it's just no. very plain. Yeah, exactly. It's not distasteful. It's yeah. just not exciting. Yeah, um, and you would you would expect that something that's going to be as dark as this, you know, that's you know a chocolate mm-hmm. beer, you would think that it's going to have a little bit more character than this. Well, it also has because because of some of those things, I think it has a drinkability factor sure it's probably up a little bit more than some of the more experimental beers or mm-hmm. things like that sure. because i could easily go through a couple of glasses of this not right. really have thought about it one way or yeah the other. it's not a heavy beer mm-hmm. it's not a it's not chewy it's not it's not you know biting at you but uh you know in terms of if you were sitting down to drink a beer you know and you're looking for some character you know and ex- a beer experience this wouldn't be it no so uh did you see that Central Market's doing growlers now? I did see that. It was very exciting. If I hadn't just bought two cases of beer at the holidays, I would have growled up. But uh, I will be heading back because I was I was pretty excited about that when I saw it. Yeah. Do you guys uh, have Total Wine or yes. Whole Foods or anything like that? Both. Here? Yeah. You know, with the make your I love the make your own twelve pack. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I, I sort of live on that. Yeah, I mean, same here. Yeah. That's how I discovered uh, Delirium Tremens, which is... Oh, yeah. oh it's good. I like Hands it. down, my favorite beer. I like oh, that. is it? Yeah. Um, absolutely love Delirium Tremens. Um, DT is also the name of my band in high school. Just yeah, saying. nice. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just on a whim, you know, the white bottle. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the first time I had it, it was before I had any taste for real beer. Right. Mm-hmm. But I had it at a place called the Burp Castle in nice. New York City. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't appreciate it, but then I have had it more recently. Right. And I was like, what was I thinking not to like that right. more mm-hmm. back then? Right. But yeah, it's really good. Yeah, there's... Um, in fact, we were talking about Green Flash earlier. They have a, a Golden Strong just like that. Mm-hmm. Almost as good as really? Delirium Tremens. Yeah. The, the Green Flash Triple. Okay. Very good. See, we are a big fan of... Um, our our two big beers in the house that I really like, um, Three Philosophers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's very good. I like that one, and then uh, the Saint Bernard's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. That's it. So we always get a couple bottles of that, and uh, I try to save. I try to save some because if you, especially with the Saint Bernard's Christmas, it really ju- even just a year. Yeah, really, it smooths it out just mm-hmm. enough. Well, and I I had some of the uh, Shiner Cheer. That was left over from last year, and I, I, big difference in the in the aging of it. And you liked it, yeah, I did. I did. It carried over well, and I wish I'd thought to buy another case to to put back. Oh, right. Because I won't drink it in the summertime because it's a little too heavy for that. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought it, I thought it mellowed. But the peach really lasted well through, yeah, through the summer. It sure did. Oh, okay. Did really well. Yeah. Did really well. I um I got something, not this past Christmas, but I think the Christmas before. It was either called the Angry Christmas Elf or the Bad <laughs> Christmas Elf. And I just, again, it was part of a six-pack. Right. Um, make your own six-pack. And I said, I'll give it a shot. I'm sure it sucks. I've never heard of it. It was delicious. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's not a dark beer, which, yeah. you know, I find, again, as someone who's not the hugest fan of the dark, darker yeah. heavy beers, once the fall comes around and everything switches to pumpkin porters, yeah. and especially in winter, I find myself, eh, you know, not it, it. There has to be something different about them for me to really get into them. Right. Um, yeah. But that was nice. That's a, you know, for a Christmas beer, I would yeah. recommend that. Um, Blue Moon had something this uh, past year. They had a gingerbread beer. Gingerbread beer. That's the one I'm talking. I got some of that in the fridge, and how this stuff is awesome. Is it? Have you not had any? No. Oh, it's really good. I'll save a bottle for you. Please do. Yeah. But it only comes in the variety pack. Right. I bought it. I bought a case at Costco, That's and it was in there, and there was only at a time. Yeah. It is delicious. It is absolutely delicious. It's really good. But you know, I like Blue Moon. I don't think they make anything that I, that I've disliked. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy Blue Moon. In fact, when, when I'm on the road, you know, getting, ordering, <laughs> when a, I'm driving home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I'm when I'm like at the airport bar, that's right, generally right, what right. I'll order is Blue a Blue Moon. moon. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's it's and I, I like the available. slice of orange that they put into it. So, right, yeah, because you know, you, know, you got to get your citrus. It's all about healthy choices, Mark. Well, <laughs> they've got their 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 charity of choice is scurvy. So that's right. You know, keep that at bay. (laughs) That's right. But yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I've, I've, I like blue moon fine. I think for whatever reason it's maligned in my mind because it's not really a craft beer, but, but it portrays itself as such. They don't. Yeah. But they don't, they don't have bad beer. Yeah. They just, in my mind, I'm just like, Oh, you're trying to sneak in. <laughs> and you know what? Their winter pack, the one that has the gingerbread, yeah. there's not a bad beer in it. No, it's, it's not. It's four different kinds it's of beer. It's all really good. And they're all really good. Um, there was a... I think I've almost put down that entire case. I only bought that case like three weeks ago. <laughs> um, I mean... Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I've, 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 I've hit that pretty hard. 
They, I went someplace that had, um, I think it was Smoky Bones. Smoky um, Bones. They they had a Blue Moon, and it came with a orange flavored sugar rim mm. on the glass. It wasn't the regular Blue Moon. It was right. you know one of the fall ones. I think it was the fall one. Delicious, yeah. absolutely delicious. Dude, what is that? What is wrong with you? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna get in the car. To, we're gonna get in the car on the way home, and Paul's gonna go. Your friend Mark. It was like no head whatsoever, so I was like, "Oh, I'll give a little bit." Yeah. And as soon as I did, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like t- it, "That's easily three fingers of head." Which sounds like a good name for a book or something. <laughs> That's the name of our new podcast. <laughs> it's a new band. Three Fingers of Head. <laughs> I'm not sure I would feel comfortable being on that <laughs> podcast. Well, you're in the band. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to play the oboe. There you go. The DTs <laughs> will open for either first. one of you all, there's a little bit left of this. Let me, uh, let me read up about it. So our next one here is the Rogue. I'll be honest with you. For me, Rogue is hit or miss. Uh-huh. Some of their I agree. stuff is good, and some of their stuff is rancid. Um, Didn't first, they have one of the bacon beers that we they drank? They had the uh, maple bacon. <laughs> yeah. Donut, the maple bacon donut. The voodoo donut. Yeah. Yes. Maple bacon and had donut. they not smoked the bejesus out of that, yeah. it may have been an okay beer. Yeah. There's yeah. so much smoke, and yeah. I'm not a big smoke fan. Yeah. I like a touch here and there, and I also like to be prepared for it. There was nothing on there that said yeah. smoke. It was like bacon, maple, donut. And yeah. I thought... This is going to be really nice. Yeah. And it was the opposite. Um, but this chocolate's out pretty much a, a, a foundational beer. If, if you like chocolate stouts, you've probably had this or you should. So you've had this previously. Uh, I have had this previously. Okay. Uh, and what it says here is ebony in color with a rich, creamy head. You should know, Paul, there's it's rich and creamy um, <laughs> well at least you can say you got some head while you're in Texas there you go rich and creamy head <laughs> an earthy flavor of oats and hops that gives way to a rich chocolate truffle uh-huh. finish yeah. so I don't understand how Mark podcasts with you it's difficult <laughs> <laughs> we all have our crosses to bear Paul <laughs> Aaron's your albatross <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now this of mm. any of them Probably is going to hit on the on the stout mark a little bit more than the rest. So I'm sorry about that, Paul. I know mm, that's not. It's true. certainly more of a yeasty nose than the other yeah. two. Huh. This is more of the beer's beer mm-hmm. type of thing. Maybe it's just my first sip, but uh, out of the three, it's the one with the least amount of bite. I would disagree with you on that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I found the harpoon that had the strongest bite for really? me. Really? I thought the other two were pretty mild. And this one's biting me in the back of the throat. Kind of get it gets me a little bit in the front, but then I really like the yeah. No, I it's good. Like I'm not it. complaining. No, it's very tasty. Yeah, no, but, obviously uh, you're not complaining. It bites me in the back of the throat. Sounds like a compliment. I, it is actually a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron likes that. That's right. That's the whole reason why I drink diet, diet Coke. It's that burn. It gets you right here. <laughs> Pepsi doesn't give you that. Oh, oh, stupid Pepsi. Stupid Pepsi. <laughs> Um, I'm actually in town for the Sci-Fi Expo. Oh, very cool! And Richard Dreyfus will be there. Yeah, the... I had heard a uh, like an ad or whatever, uh-huh. and they said Richard Dreyfus, and I started playing the you know the yeah. Close mm-hmm. Encounters, and I was like, Are they serious? Are they? Because I mean, it's very <laughs> cool. I mean, it's that's so retro right. in the you know yeah. in the sci-fi world. You right. know, but it's funny. That's uh, very cool. I told someone. I said, you know, I'm gonna go 
to the Sci-Fi Expo and meet Richard Dreyfuss. I'm like, you should ask him out for dinner. What else is he going to do? <laughs> I still, just might. He's still counting all that Mad Bank from the first Red movie. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Or, or is it the Piranha 3D? Well, or or perhaps it was... Uh... Oh, gosh. It was uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what was the betting movie that he was in? Let It Ride? You remember okay, that? That sounds like with familiar. maybe Melanie Griffith or someone uh-huh. of that ilk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, he, no, no. It was by the the chick I I, I don't like, uh, but I can't remember her name because I don't like. You her. like uh-huh. Melanie Griffith though? No, well, no, <laughs> no. But well, this, this one I have vacuuming active. topless. <laughs> uh, no, this one I actively dislike. She's kind of a uh, she's a smaller woman. She got the accent, Holly. Oh, Holly Hunter. Hunter. Oh, can't stand her. Oh yeah. I can agree with that. Well, I liked her in uh, Broadcast News. No. And I liked her. And I never saw Broadcast News, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't like it. And I liked her in Raising Arizona. Who's the other guy in What About Pop? Is it Bill Murray? Bill Murray. Yeah. Which is sad because I love Bill Murray and he doesn't do near enough films, but uh, I don't much care for What About Bob. I don't like Bill Murray anymore. Bill Murray kind of did the Tom Hanks thing for me, too. I don't like Tom Hanks anymore either. Why? Wow. How can you hate national treasure Tom Hanks? Yeah, Bill Murray. Uh, you know, for me, I love these guys growing up. Mark, love can, can you put uh, Paul up for the evening? Because he's not welcome in my home anymore. <laughs> I've already shut off his mic. So. Yeah, there you go. We're done. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. Once they, you know, they, they, they switched over to do the Academy Award winning dramas instead of sticking to the comedies, I, I, I lost interest in Tom Hanks. So once Tom, after, away? after Bachelor Party... You were done with Tom uh, After Money Pit. <laughs> I was well, done with Tom. No, Joe versus the Volcano. Anybody could have been done with Tom Hanks after Money Pit. <laughs> so was was Big the pivotal one? No, for me it was... he took it and... When he, when he took it to... This is where we lose you know the listeners. Moment. Philadelphia is where Tom Hanks oh, lost. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's a good movie. Yeah. I like that movie. It's not a bad movie, so, but... So I, Saving Private Ryan didn't bring... Didn't, you didn't love that movie? Actually, it, you know, I'm not a huge war movie guy. Right. I really don't like war movies and I I don't know maybe I said I just don't like seeing it I don't know um, so it took me probably a good seven years I think after it was released to finally see Saving Private Ryan and it is a good movie um, but it's not one I'll see more than once mm. we were going to watch it when we got back home tonight so oh, well. yeah, fair enough yeah. <laughs> I guess it's Joe versus the volcano for us yes <laughs> I brought the blu-ray with me so, so Bill Murray not a fan. Love when, Bill Murray. I think when he started doing just those quirky comedies, like Royal Tenenbaums oh, I love and that stuff movie. like that. I think that's when he Royal lost Royal Tenenbaums me. is such a great movie. I hate quirky comedies. Like Juno, I hate You Juno. have stabbed me for the last time. <laughs> love that movie. Say, I've watched it once, and I think I may have been drinking during it. <laughs> but it, it, did stri- it struck me as, if I watch this again, I would probably get into it again. Mm-hmm. And then... The more I watched it, the more it would kind of hang on me. So, well, see, I went to school with Luke Wilson. I went to yeah. high school before yeah. ever they were anything. In fact, it was years later. I just happened to be looking through my yearbook, and I went, "Whoa, Lossy. <laughs> Look who's in my yearbook!" <laughs> so, I think I'm the most famous person in my yearbook. As well, I should be. True. True. I'm Paul from the internet. <laughs> though, though I think I think. 
that, you know, you're going to wind up in some scandal magazines with your harsh words about National Treasure Tom Hanks. I hope so. Yeah. Every time you, although every time you say National Treasure, I think of Nick Cage. Ooh. <laughs> Not because he's a National Treasure, because he was in National Treasure. You know, I actually like those movies quite a bit. Yeah. Uh-oh. Here I'm more of a treasure protector. <laughs> <laughs> wow, for a second I thought Nick was in the room. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He just swung by. We just channeled him. <laughs> so, yes, sir. I learned this week, interesting enough, Mark is reading comic books. Really? We're turning this into funny books with Aaron and Polly. And Mark. And Mark. Well, but the books I read aren't funny. <laughs> they're uh, the Walking Dead. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Mouse or something like that. No, no. Okay, no. so Walking Dead. Um, Walking Dead. And he's like, or oh, you say sixty, eighty books? I'm about, I'm about, I'm mid eighties yeah. at this point. That's pretty significant. And uh, so I've got, I've, I've got a, uh, I've got, you know, the what is the the what of the app, the comic something or other app, Comicsology. Mm-hmm. No, Comic Seal. No, okay. I think the Comicsology one is just called Comics. Yeah. But it's anyway. I, I got the app mm-hmm. because apparently comics you have to have a special format for. Correct. So CBRs, right? right? Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm all in the tech of it, right? Because hey, I, right. Because yeah. I know this one series, right? But uh, but I'm enjoying. I'm really enjoying the the graphic novel. It's at first it didn't grab me because it was it was tracking so closely along with the show mm-hmm. that it was hard for me to really get into okay I want to understand who this character is and that character in relation to one another I think because I already had that set in my mind mm-hmm. once it departed enough from the show that it wasn't relatable all of a sudden it, that's when it really got me yeah. because I was able to sort of see the different characters for who they were and, and see how they developed and it was really cool did you uh, you picked it up as a result of watching the show yeah yeah mm-hmm. that that's common I think Walking Dead is probably the top, one of the top selling comic books, and certainly the top oh, selling graphic novel. Absolutely. Well, and when they had their issue one hundred at one that month, it was the it was the number one uh, comic that month. Yeah, when I they mean, had issue one hundred. Mm-hmm. It's a it's for an independent title. It's you know done stellar for itself. Paul doesn't much care for the book. I am not a big fan of the book, and um, you know not to turn this into funny books with Aaron and Polly. I do appreciate it. I think it's um, I love I, I do like the art. For me, I um, and maybe I wouldn't have this same feeling if I read it bulk like you mm-hmm. um, are doing. Um, it, it seemed to be circular. It seemed to okay, you know, he, they found a place, they have to leave the place. They found a place, they have to leave the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it seemed a little bit like I was reading the same storyline over and over. Um, and I have that feeling, quite honestly, about writer Robert Kirkman and his other books as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I do think they, they are doing quite a large storyline right now. And I've read a couple of issues. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've enjoyed, enjoyed that storyline. Um, reading it. And, you know, I think it's I think they're on issue 108, so I'm not going to yeah. ruin right. anything for you. But, uh, you know, it, it seems like this current storyline has been uh, has been very interesting. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, there is a lot of that. But I think, you know, for me, it's just it's it's watching the bigger arc mm-hmm. and, and and maybe maybe reading it in bulk yeah. you see it, it is that each time that like this cycle fails mm-hmm. the characters 
all kind of tweak a little bit. Right. Yeah. And then the cycle happens again and they all kind of tweak and readjust again. And it's and it's watching that development that I think is keeping me You know, really going. what I find interesting cuz like you said, you know, the the comic diverges from the television series mm-hmm. and the television series is certainly different <laughs> from the comic. Um what I what I what I like being able to see is that the, you know, the writer has a number of choices. You know, in the characters, and so I'm going to go this way in the comic. Well, when they got to the TV show, it's like we're going to go that way. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and you know there are certain things in the TV show where it seems that the uh, uh, choices that they made there are better. You know, like mm-hmm. the choices with the governor. Right. I think the governor is a much more interesting character on the television show than in the book. Yeah, you know? he was literally a comic. Yeah, figure. Yeah, he was a twirling his mustache bad guy in the comic. Yeah. Whereas in the in the TV show, I mean, they spent this last season making you like the guy, mm-hmm. and the guy was a monster. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh yeah, I kind of dig this dude. I get where he's coming from. He's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah. You know, and, and you are post issue seventy five in the comic book, mm-hmm. so you know, I mean. There's not much they can do in the comic book with the governor. Right. Um, whereas the show milked, not milked, but found more to do with that character. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that guy, that guy who plays Shane, John Bernthal. Mm-hmm. He, um, so he left the show because of... Because uh, he was murdered. <laughs> well, because he was murdered in the show, but, <laughs> but they weren't going to kill him. You know, he, when, oh, really? uh, when they fired um, the original showrunner, uh, um, Frank Darabont. Yeah. When they fri- yeah. fired Frank Darabont from the show, AFC fired Frank Darabont, um, John Bernthal said, I'm out if Frank's out. Yeah. And then he changed his mind, but AMC said, screw you. We're yeah. going <laughs> um, so, Too late. Uh, yeah, too late. Uh, but luckily what happened is, you know, he found some success with Frank Darabont. He did that Mob City yeah. TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was in Mob City, and in December I saw him in The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And in Grudge Match mm-hmm. uh, with um, you know Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. and he's he's pretty good actor that yeah. guy. You know, I, I, you know he, he's he's making some good choices because I mean, Wolf of Wall Street was a a fantastic movie. I think you know in terms of the the actor's work, I think that he was fortunate that they killed him because they were able to play so much emotion on that. I mean mm-hmm. his his character really got to peak and go a little nuts. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, they probably wouldn't have been. They, they would probably have had to rein that in if they were going to keep him on the show. So I mean, in terms of his resume, I think it allowed him to show a greater range. Kind of dug well, back. and it also didn't. I mean, stay, put him in a pigeonhole. Yeah. So yeah. people can see him doing other things because he just did this short stint, right? Where he was able to kind of do this real short but but yeah. dramatic arc, just enough for people to know who he is. Yep. To say, oh, that's the guy from The Walking Dead. Right. That's that guy that Rick killed. Yeah. He was in Rick's wife, and then Rick killed him. Yeah. That's that guy. But before he was on long enough to only be that, guy, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you know, Daniel whatever Radcliffe. No, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> you know, is going to be Harry Potter for the rest of his life. No for the rest really of his life. Absolutely. Well, uh, so uh, just to bring it back real quick before we get too far, what did you guys think as far as chocolate profiles and things like that in the Rogue? I didn't find it as readily recognizable as chocolate. Mm-mm. Yeah, I would agree with that actually. Yeah, I, as a stout, yes, but as a chocolate stout, not necessarily. I think I think it has, you know, what we were kind of talking about earlier, where it's like as you're swallowing it, it's like, oh yeah, chocolate. Yeah, yeah. But 
nothing up front. And I right. think if I were to buy a chocolate set out of these three, I'd go Harpoon. Harpoon all the way. I love yeah, that thing. Absolutely. That was really, really tasty. tasty. It was yeah. good, very drinkable. Yeah. Uh, the Rogue, I think, of any of them is the one that, like, you let it... If you had a if you had a full 16 ounces of it, it's going to take you a while to get yeah. through it. Yeah, exactly. You're you going to chew your way through it. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, and it comes in a... Uh, one pint, you know, it comes in a pint bottle. So, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, the white chocolate porter is what you pour over your ice cream. Yeah, I, was I don't know say. if you necessarily, yeah. you know, just no. get a glass of it. No, I wouldn't get that on purpose. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> it's one of those I wouldn't regret getting it. It's not like, oh my gosh, right. what am I going to do with the rest of this? But it, it just doesn't have it. <laughs> but for me, the harpoon's going to win out. Uh, Overall, if you're going for chocolate, man, that was tasty. Yeah. yeah. Well, shall we? Uh, shall we push on towards shall we the, uh, the old uh, poutine? Yeah. All right. So I am not a whiskey drinker. What? Or a scotch drinker. What? I think the only time I've ever had either is with you. <laughs> What does uh, that mean? That's, that's the same with me. Yeah, <laughs> that, he, Aaron, pretty close. Last year, um, and we actually have, you know, this okay. podcast is on ideologyofmadness.com. Last year, we recorded um, a session from St. Louis at Fear the Con. And um, that was after we had killed a, a bottle of this Texas blended whiskey. Uh-huh. That was, that was delicious. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, that, that's pretty much been my only whiskey experience. Well, you're going to like the old Poutini. Uh, it is a single malt Scotch whiskey. Uh, it is uh, a limited edition. Uh, this one's called the Old Poutini Good Hope WK209, and it's a limited edition. Uh, it's not made anymore. This was made like in 2010, 2011. Okay. Uh, the way it came into my possession, because I got to tell you, I've never seen the label before. Hmm. I, I, I had I, I was not familiar with it. And one of my friends came into work one day with this, you know, lovely bottle of scotch. And uh, she said, you know, um, this has been sitting in my liquor cabinet for two years and we're not going to drink it. Would you like this? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it, but yes, absolutely. You never turn down whiskey. Right. You know, that seems reasonable. Right. So I just want to clarify. Yes. Because I'm not. Again, wise sure. in the ways, and I'm sure, and I know you've gone over this before, sure. but you know, um, since I'm on this, we're going to get thousands of new listeners, thousands, because <laughs> you're Paul from the or, internet, or, I'm Paul from the internet. <laughs> or at least tens, yeah, or at least my 65 Twitter followers, <laughs> 64, because I'm one of them, yeah, exactly, <laughs> 63 if you include Aaron, uh, 62 if you include my second, no, um, <laughs> so Scotch. Came it's, from Scotland. It is yeah. It has to come from. Scotland. It has to come from Scotland. Right. Whiskey can come from anywhere, or it has to come from whiskey can come from anywhere. Okay. okay. Just like the tape, Scotch tape, Scotland. You can have correct. Scotch tape from anywhere else. Whiskey right. tape can come from anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, uh, Scotch has to come from Scotland. It means mm-hmm. it has to. It has to be distilled there. Distilled. Can be aged anywhere, but it has to be distilled there. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to uh, uh, be aged at least. I want to say three years oh, okay. before it qualifies as a Scotch. But you generally won't find uh, many Scotches that are aged less than eight years. Okay. Uh, you'll find some that are blended Scotches uh, that are younger, but they're they're 
you know, the, the, the averaged age might be five years, but there might be a little bit in that blend that's an older. Um, but uh, the, the single malt means that it came from a single grain, uh, and the grain is from Scotland. So, okay. uh, but this is the old Pultini, and uh, this is the uh, bottle of scotch that we drank on our Christmas episode, and uh, Mark and I liked it quite a bit. And, I'm hanging my head in shame because as soon as he said Christmas episode, he just kind of cut his <laughs> eyes over at me. Like, remember that one, Mark? And we had some technical difficulties where the Scotch portion of the evening was not able to be included in the show. So right. uh, I think we did actually did post that one, but it was it was my sad dog between the legs. I'm sorry, <laughs> half of our podcast didn't happen. Well, and it was the. It was really kind of our Chris Farley uh, episode. Oh. Remember when we drank the old Pultini? That yeah. was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is a limited edition. And, they, and to make it even more limited edition, this you could only get at uh, airport liquor stores or airport gift shops. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really limited. This was never available for sale you know, in a regular liquor store. How interesting. You know, I, on the way here, uh-huh. I, you know, I, I stopped in Baltimore and they had a liquor store. Mm-hmm. And I, they said, where are you flying? I said, to Dallas. Dude. I said, well, you can't buy anything here. Yeah. Um, th- this is for international. It's like a duty free or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting. We're so weird about liquor. I mean, there's, there's so much stuff you can't buy online. Like, for instance, I've never seen old Pultini anywhere in a Texas liquor store. Right. You know, and they do sell direct to, to liquor markets. There is a whiskey that I've been dying to try called Whistle Pig that you can't get here in Texas. You know, it's not, they don't, they haven't established a distribution network. Right. And you can't, you know, you would think in this day and age, you could just, you know, zip on over to whistlepig.com and say, send me a bottle of your, your stuff. No, you can't do that because they can't ship it. Yeah, that's the same with that rum that I want. Yeah. Um, pumpkin face rum. I'm a huge rum guy. They have the, and I'm a huge Halloween guy. Combine yeah. the two, can't ship to Virginia. <laughs> um, very frustrating. They do ship to Texas, though. Yeah. FYI. Yeah, we. You <laughs> should have had one shipped here, and you can take it home. No, no joke. I should have. Because you know <laughs> I, I, that Texas blended whiskey uh, that we've had before. Uh, our, our friend That's Phil. Good stuff. Yeah. Our friend Phil wanted me to ship a bottle to him. I couldn't get anybody to take it. <laughs> at, at Christmas time, at Christmas time, I was off for two weeks, and so I. Uh, Drink well, a lot. I did. And <laughs> I would get up in the morning and I would pour a little bit of rum in my coffee. And, uh, you know, and you know, I'd just start the day off right, right? It was so hard to go back to just coffee when I went back to work. <laughs> I mean, it was hard. And, you know, Suzanne had uh, done something with amaretto. She was cooking with it. And so there was a bottle of amaretto. Sitting next to the coffee pot when oh, I was getting ready for work, and yeah. I'm just I'm just standing there staring at it. I really I want the amaretto, but I think it might be representative of a problem. If I pour <laughs> it <into my laughs> but it might get in the way of that beer I'm cracking open on the way to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, pour that stuff. Okay, man. so let's, let's hear how. Oh, all right. Thank you, sir. You know, so I've listened to Three Beers and a Scotch every episode. Super fan. <laughs> first time caller. Um, <laughs> this is the first time I'm on the show. Yeah. Just saying. But uh, you know, when you on the mics, uh-huh. it's so like distinctive that uh-huh. sound. You know, because you hold it up to the mic when you pour it. 
Uh, but in person, it doesn't. It, I'm it, sorry. It's a little disappointing. Um, well, and I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, it's a little bit of the smoke and mirrors. You because juice on it? <laughs> I, I juice on it a little bit. I, I pull it up, and sometimes I've even added a little bit of reverb. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, you, you use recycled footage, like yeah. a Star oh. Trek movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, if you, if, you, if you sniff on it, you know, this is uh, where they, I forget the island, but they, while it's made in Scotland, it is only approachable by boat or originally was only approachable by boat oh okay and so you know the peat is uh you know they're right off the loch this this whole island smells exactly like if you smell this that's right so you'll 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 pick up a lot of like sea salt in the nose Mm -hmm. Hmm. uh and i don't know if you, you pick that up but man i sure do so here we go uh, nose smooth and spicy with aromas of toffee and chocolate, traces of hazelnut and vanilla. So, uh, unchill, filtered, natural color. Distilled, matured, and bottled in Scotland by Pultini Distillery. Yeah, it doesn't actually say. But, uh, smells delicious. I mean, it really does. Yeah. Don't drop the bottle, Paul. Mm-mm-mm. Have you tasted it? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Aaron's drinking. I'm drinking then. <laughs> I'm in. Ooh. <laughs> How's that, Paul? It, it it's got a. Again, I am. Uh, I, I I you know I, I'm 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 good with beer. Mm-hmm. Um, not all that familiar with Scotch or whiskey. So it's a uh, it's striking. <laughs> now you you've tried it straight. So try one more sip straight. Okay. And uh, then I, I want you to add a uh, a little bit of ice to it and let the ice uh, do its work on it because it will change the flavor. <laughs> totally. It'll mellow this it out is, a little this bit. This is this is one of those. I think it was almost a different scotch. Yeah. And I have I I I'm, I'll I'll end up adding some ice to yeah. mine as well. But it, it makes it a totally different scotch. Now. Uh, You've had a you had a second sip, yes. Okay, and you're 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 you're, you're wincing each time. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not wincing because it's bad. I'm wincing because it is striking. It's striking. Yeah, you know, burns. So, so take a. <laughs> it's, it's like it, it, literally <laughs> my, my lips, tongue, and palate are on fire. I, it's and like I, alien you're going to need to take me to the hospital right now. Actually, so yeah. So it will evaporate <laughs> on your tongue like a, like a really fine brandy. Uh, so you might just try just a little bit, okay. you know, and just see it because as it evaporates, you'll catch those flavors in your mouth. It, it tastes like acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> my my tongue feels sparkly. <laughs> so so Mark, as good as you remember, yeah yeah, I like this. Now I do remember I, I liked it better with the yes. ice, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it will change that the nose. That nose came right back to me. Yeah yeah, I'm not complaining. It's striking all right so how many cubes of ice should i put in this i'd put one and just you know let it uh so i've got a finger uh-huh. right basically yeah. uh, just one you said yeah just do one i just touched three of them there. and if you don't <laughs> then aaron will be happy to give you the finger <laughs> so i let Does it work he, around a little bit he likes to he likes to keep things spicy around here i do what do we call this three fingers of head <laughs> three fingers of head <laughs> <laughs> So this is this is good. I, I need to isolate this. Add it to our theme song. There you go. Oh yeah. Yes, the ice cube makes a difference. Doesn't infinitely it? more drinkable for me as a non scotch no, drinker. It uh, it really does change it. You know, one of the things we talk about, you know, is that you know ice will adjust the flavor. A little dash of water will adjust the flavor, and it will broaden some of those notes. Now, 
if you are uh, Phil, you would go so far as to say different kinds of water. So distilled yeah. water is going and that's to change true. it and, and mm-hmm. things like that. I haven't experimented around with that. So. And I don't think we talked about it since uh, since our, our last episode. But for Christmas, I got uh, whiskey ball ice, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the ball ice cube things for uh, for, for drinking scotch. Oh, you got you to gotta, scotch. You got to bring it on. Huh? Yeah, I, they're, they're awfully damn cool. I love they're it. They're pretty nice. I want to get the Death Star one. <laughs> that is kind of cool. So this is the the stone, not the like the ball ice. No, it's the ball ice. Oh, it's the right, big hunk, okay. hunk of hunk of ball hunk okay. of ice. You know, hunk of ball. Well, because there, I mean, there are the actual hunk, stones it, it, or the metal it's, ones. It's a hunk of ball. <laughs> you be all right to drive? I, I'm fine. I'm in the wife's car. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. We're going off roading. She drives fine all the time, yeah, so I'm I'll be fine. I'm good. <laughs> <Fine drive. laughs> I totally drive. <laughs> Totally drop. No, no this I is a. Uh, I, I like this. I, I with the ice cube. Without I, the ice cube, I, it would probably be a bit much for me. I have got to find a connection to get. I, I'd like to try some of their other scotches because mm-hmm. this has got so much character. Um, and they do a limited edition every year, so I've just got to figure out a way to get. get now, it. are there some states that these do show? I mean, that it yeah. Show well, I mean, the limited editions don't because they just do those for right. the. Uh, but what's their standard? I mean, even that's what I don't know. Sometimes their standard is as good as limited editions. I'm sure, just not limited. Can't you just right. go to the airport and buy a damn bottle? I don't know. No, probably because you probably need to go on the other side of the exactly, gate. exactly. And you have to be going to London, England. Uh, so uh, it's going to cost you fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally worth it. That's right. Totally worth it. But uh, I got, I got, I got to find a connection. I got to find, yeah. you know. Well, just as a a, a representative thing here, the. Uh, the white chocolate beer that we tried, mm-hmm. that's also a limited edition. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, you know, and you know what? Above. Look at us with our very exclusive selections. And your third co-host today, also a limited edition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a difference you, between... You and Bobby Brown, just like that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that was, that was new edition, sorry. There is a difference between <laughs> limited edition and discontinued. Oh. <laughs> that's harsh, man. That's harsh. <laughs> So what you need to do, Aaron, because this is what you typically do, yes. is you need to tag the shit out of old Putini <laughs> on Twitter until they finally respond to That's you. right. Look, do they have a I'm sure Twitter? everybody's got they a have Twitter. website. Putini. I think you say that and they just come running. That's right. Yeah. You know, I really want to thank you guys for having me on today. I uh this old Poltini? Uh-huh, Poltini. 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 Uh-huh. It's yeah. pretty tasty. Well, that's good stuff. I I will say, you know, the ice cube no, it changes the flavor. Absolutely, yeah, it melts totally. significantly. It, yeah. This, I'm, I'm very much. I'm not drinking it very quickly, but, uh, but I'm enjoying this immensely. It's it just the, the ice cube. I don't know what it does to it. You're gonna have to do some chemical analysis on it, Aaron, for our next thing. But the water just changes it completely. But you know what? The same is true of a lot of liquor. For if you put it in like a vodka, mm-hmm. when you put your vodka in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Changes the taste significantly, mm-hmm. uh, even rum. You know, I put my Kraken rum in the freezer. It 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 just does something different. You know, chilling the the liquor. So I mean, I wouldn't recommend putting this in the freezer. Just put an ice cube in it, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it did it did change the flavor. Um, and for me, you know, it it made it a smoother drink. Mm-hmm. And, 
Yeah, usually it'll mellow it if it's, it's sweeter to me. Uh-huh. It's yeah. Yeah, it'll open up the nose to it. It just you know it gives it gives it that the it just opens it up. That peatiness uh-huh. Uh-huh. isn't quite so oppressive. Mm-hmm. It's it. It well, it's very like we said before. It's very striking just on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, right. uh, served at room temperature with no additives. But you know, you, you throw a little uh, an ice cube in there that chills it a little bit. But you're not overpowering. You're not throwing it over rocks. You yeah. know, just a little bit. And it well, it, you know, it it does cool it a yeah. bit. Which I mean, think about any of these beers. If we would have had these at room temperature, yeah, our experiences would be oh, yeah, absolutely as well. Yeah, because that shit's nasty. Is what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm 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 thinking. I keep going back to that the white chocolate. I think at the temperature we drank it, it was fine. I think warmer and probably cooler. We probably would have liked. Are you it a warm better. beer guy? Will you drink warm beer? Well, I mean warmish. I mean not seventy degrees, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but mid fifties, and it depends on the beer. I have to say, I'm I'm really in terms of beer. And and I know that you know the the flavor changes as as the, as the temperature changes, but you know I'm just short of a snow cone. I mean I, I like I like my beer crisp, ice cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, well, I know that's a very American perspective, but but by God, we won the war. Well, <laughs> which one? The important one, the big one, the big one, the beer yeah, one. the one that Tom Hanks fought, Paul. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> Yeah, See how I brought that around? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the callbacks. Callbacks yeah. are big. There we go. But uh, I had a friend that would, uh, at his parties, he would start the evening off and he'd just fill up a gallon, like a milk jug, and he'd start drinking. So the first half gallon was probably pretty good. Right. But by the time he got down to the bottom, they were these warm drinks. Yeah, yeah. And you have to be pretty drunk to drink those. Right, Because, yeah. I mean, this is not high-quality beer that yeah. we're talking about. Right. No offense, but if you're drinking beer out of a milk jug, then you're probably pretty <laughs> drunk. <laughs> well, and you're, you're probably not into the high-quality guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like is craft this, beer. Is this a craft beer? <laughs> yeah, you're not bringing your milk jug. Yeah. You're bringing your own milk <laughs> jug to a bar. A vitamin D. Well, this is just at beer. his house. He, do. He, he sort of hosted all the parties in his, uh, in his neighborhood, but, but he said his 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 habit was just to fill a milk jug full yeah. of beer. Yeah. And once he was done, then he was finished for the evening. Yikes. And that might take him six, seven hours, but whatever. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. So when when you're just chilling out, Right. How many beers will you knock back on a on an afternoon when you're just chilling? Are we having it's the alcoholic talk here? No. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I, there are times, and generally it's when I'm podcast editing. You know, I'll look over and I'm I'm five beers in. Is that bad? <laughs> well, I think five. For me, if I'm so again, depends. On I the grew beer up. Too. <laughs> yeah, I grew up not drinking in the house. Mm-hmm. It is a habit that even though I have become more open to drinking and, you know, enjoy it quite a bit, I still rarely drink at home. Right. Um, I'm more of a social drinker. Um, that being said, when I do drink at home, um, you know, when I have a, a couple beers or, you know, watching a game or something like that, three is pretty much where I go mm-hmm. with it. Um, you know, if, if, there, if, if it's a social event... You know, I will probably have more, but you know, right. when I'm just drinking at home, you know, uh, I, I haven't had the experience of drinking while podcast editing because I'm typically doing it in the morning. Uh, but, yeah. uh, well, you know, I that doesn't stop Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you just got to take the edge off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, 
I don't typically, it's funny, I, I don't typically drink, uh, like if I'm just hanging around the house watching TV or something, I don't typically have a beer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm generally Diet Coke or yeah. iced tea. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'll drink my, my scotch or whiskey or what have you on a Friday or Saturday night while I'm reading my comics mm-hmm. uh, and having a cigar. Or when I'm on Sunday afternoons editing a podcast, because that's generally when I do my podcast editing, mm-hmm. uh, I'll drink beer. And, uh, you know, if it's particularly troublesome on the editing, you know, it could, because it, generally it'd be a three, a, a three beer episode, you right. know, but sometimes it'll be five if I'm doing Rainsboro, for instance. Yeah. You know, because right. it just takes longer. And then, this is why season two hasn't finished yet, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would beer. say I do usually two beers. Is my when you're editing? No, just in general. Okay, like uh, I like to drink a lot. Well, I commonly like to drink <laughs> when I'm cooking, right? And so, depending on what I'm cooking and how much a- actual effort it, mm-hmm. it involves, I'll go through one, um, and then sometimes I'll I'll jump into a second one if I've sure. got something that looks enticing. Um, well, when when I'm uh, just chillaxing. And, and drinking a beer. What you do from time to time? I, from time to time. Uh, every Sunday afternoon. Um, <laughs> uh, I will... I, lately, it's been Blue Moon. You yeah. Know, it's just... I, I really enjoy... like the straight-on Blue Moon? Just I do. To, I do, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll hit Full Sail pretty hard. You know, Yeah, like see, they've got that Session series. Have you yeah. seen that? I, yeah. like, I really like that. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and I also like Fat Tire. You know, fat tires oh, yeah. are go-to for me. Yeah. But I got to tell you, one of my favorite beers, and I typically will only drink it in the wintertime, is uh, the Old Speckled Hen. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to I just bought a six-pack of the Alaskan ESB, right. which is what... Uh, so they do a seasonal. So last time we, we talked about the, the winter... Yeah, boy, that was good. Oh, it was yeah. really good. It was I, bought, tr- I, I went out and so. bought a six of that. And I, I think that's the first time that's happened since we've been doing this show, where I went out and got... You know, where I had to have that beer right now. Yeah. And it was yeah. because it was a seasonal, I knew that it wouldn't be around. Right. And, yeah. and it isn't anymore. Yeah. It got replaced with the ESB. Yeah. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to, to giving that a try yeah. and kind of seeing what that's like. Now, are you brewing right now? Uh, I kind of am. So I think I really effed up a uh, lager. I've never done a lager before. Uh, but it didn't do like what a lager is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, Cook this this beer and I put it into uh, into my uh, uh, fermenter first fermenter, and it didn't really bubble much. And usually with a lager, you should have a couple weeks of fermentation, but right. it really didn't bubble much at all. Um, I opened it up and I could see that at some point it had a a head on it, so it had, it done some, but usually there's like four to six inches of right. of head on it. Krausen is what they call it. A crown. But the uh but it hadn't it it was maybe like inch, inch and a half. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well it really hasn't fermented. Right. So I and everybody who brews will cringe when I say this. So I aerated it a bit a bit to try to get it going a little bit more. Nothing. And I put more yeast in it. I went ahead and just was like, okay, well, I'll just put an ale yeast in it. And just so that something happens, because the lager yeasts right. weren't doing much of anything. And this is all within a, a, a two-week period. And um, nothing. Well, I did a hydrometer reading, which is what I probably should have done first off, and found that it had, it it, it, it was it was ready to be 
lagered, which is to put down at lower temperatures for mm-hmm. a while. And um, but meanwhile, I'd aerated it, which is to get oxygen in mm-hmm. it. That's bad. Right. For if the beer has has fermented, it's really mm-hmm. not a good thing. So that uh, I'm lagering. Mm-hmm. It may end up tasting like wet cardboard. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, my uh, my stepbrother, his wife, uh, and he, they have conceived a child, mm-hmm. uh, and it is on its way. And so, his favorite beer that I've ever made was a uh, was a peanut butter amber. Oh yeah, I think you've yeah, had I've had some of that. It's really tasty. And so, I'm going to remake that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've ordered all the all the ingredients for you that. You were called Chewy Cheeks, isn't that what you were calling it? No, that was the pale ale, okay. the Chewy Cheeks pale ale. Okay. But um, I can't remember what I called this one, okay. but it was just the peanut butter yeah. amber. And uh, yeah, it was just, just really good. Um, so I'm going to try to recreate that for him as, as kind of a celebration. So that's yeah. my next thing, but I haven't gotten there yeah. just yet. I'm waiting for this cardboard lager, <laughs> to finish up, which I'm pretty sure it's going to be right. horrific. Um, uh, but I'll try that. I'll, I'll try lagering again. Yeah. Um, it just didn't work. And I thought, oh, this is great because it's winter. And so, you know, the lagering temperatures are 55, 60. Right. That's when you ferment. So I thought that's great because that's kind of where we keep our house. This is right. tonight. I actually pumped up the the temperature you had for you guys. <laughs> uh, we keep it colder in here. Uh, so I thought it'd be perfect, but it just never really did anything. So it just didn't act like it was right. supposed to. Hmm. That was probably more information than you wanted to have when you asked. Oh no, it was ex- the exact right amount of information. <laughs> Good, it was exactly what I was looking for. One one of my friends who uh, really enjoys beer, mm-hmm. really enjoys beer. Uh, his doctor has put him on a gluten-free diet, you know, because he's turns out he's allergic to gluten. And oh, uh, that's tough. Well, and I'm like, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, there's gluten-free beer. I'm there like, is. And yeah, I said, yeah. really? And he goes, and it's terrible. It, it <laughs> is. You know what? I, I've had gluten-free beer at Bard's, uh, and um, I didn't hate it. Uh, I mean, you, you have to get through. <laughs> Six or seven before you start like no. Yeah, that, that's kind of true of, mo- of, of of all terrible beers. You get through six or seven of them, yeah. and you're okay. Yeah, no, after that. about the first one, I, I, I thought it was fine. I mean, it was when I was on. A, I was doing Weight Watchers for a while. Mm-hmm. What he was telling me, he says, you know, because he loves whiskey as well, and oh. uh, he's like, he's like, you know, there's gluten in whiskey, you know, because it comes from you know barley sure. and malt oh, yeah. and whatnot. And I'm like, so what are you gonna do? And he's like, well, there's tequila. I'm like. Oh yeah, and he's like, I'm okay with that. I can do tequila, and I'm like, yeah. okay, because you know, now, is he pretty hypersensitive to it? I mean, like, yeah, I wouldn't he's... think that, like, you know, a little whiskey here, and of course, he may be wanting to enjoy more than just a little whiskey. Here. Well, you know, and you know, like myself, he enjoys his he, he enjoys his adult beverages. So right. you know, he uh, <laughs> he uh, you know needs to have something that's not going to make him ill. Right. <laughs> well, and I've known some folks to 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 brew some some non. Or gluten free, I should right. say, and uh, it's. I mean, it's not terrible stuff. I, you know, and I don't know. I've I've really only had the the homebrew version of the of the non gluten beer. It was it was not bad. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't my first go to, but if that's what I was relegated to, yeah. I wouldn't be totally unhappy. See, gluten free beer for me, um, like I said, I, when I was on a diet, um, it was one less point than a Miller Light, so right. I, I took it. <laughs> uh, I think it was two points. And Miller Lite was three points. 
Um, see, I, and if it was if if my choice was uh, you know not having beer versus Miller Lite, I would just choose to not have. Beer. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the thing about gluten free beer, it's kind of like the first time you have Diet Coke. You know, it's uh, yeah. you know after you've been drinking straight Coke the rest of the, you know all of your life, and you have that Diet Coke, and you're like, man, that was terrible. <laughs> and now. You can't drink regular Coke. No, it's too sweet. Yeah, it's too way too sweet. I can't drink right, it. Yeah. Plus, yeah. it doesn't give you that bite in the back of the throat. Yeah, gotta, apparently you like. I like that bite. Yeah. yeah. So I, the Rogue really I, did I, something for you. Yeah, I like I, I like a drink that fights me. <laughs> you know, that resists me. <laughs> you know, that's an interesting thing. I mean, you know, uh, until you really have a taste for it, and even after you do, I would imagine to some extent. Um, Alcohol fights you a little bit, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, it does. I mean, it doesn't quite want to go unless down. it's one of those you know sugary, nasty liqueurs. But yeah, I mean, you're drambuie. <laughs> Don't even mention it'll that mess you up, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know the um, Anheuser Busch before uh-huh. they got bought out by uh, InBev, I think. In- right. Um, they put out a liqueur that was Jekyll and Hyde, mm-hmm. and it was like two connecting bottles, mm-hmm. and it would layer. It and um, and ultimately it was been, it was basically Jägermeister and Cherry Pucker. Oh dear! Uh, it's basically <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a recipe for disaster. It was so oh, yeah. good, Aaron. It was so good. I love Jekyll and Hyde. And you know, once InBev bought them, they stopped production on. You know, I can't but... drink the sweet drinks anymore. Really, I can't drink like, like yeah, I can't like... drink a sweet cocktail. I can't drink a sweet liqueur. Like you know, I I used to at Christmas time would always have. Uh, uh, butterscotch schnapps in my eggnog. Right. I just can't do it. It's so just, you're telling me if you went down to New Orleans, you couldn't have a hurricane? I don't think I could. Huh. I just, this, it's too I, sweet. I just can't I don't do know it. if I can talk to you anymore. I, I mean, that just, it's fair. See, but that, I think I, I think I like it because of the rum. Yeah. I mean, rum well, is and I have sugar. To, I have to <laughs> say, I, I, I enjoy a taste of rum, but I can't drink a lot of rum. Well, I'll tell a you what, rum. I, a rum I like, there's a Bacardi, it's like a roasted cherry or... Oak-Hart? What's is that? It the O'Cart? Bacardi O'Cart? Uh, uh, that's the, that's one of their newer ones. It's oh, it's torched cherry. Oh, torched yeah. cherry. <clears throat> I am good. a huge fan. Huge fan. Just saying. And I don't and, and like the dark rum stuff, I haven't I haven't really developed my taste that yeah. way at this right. point. Yeah, Malibu Black and Kraken Rum. They're the, the two black. Is this rums. a brand where you keep saying Kraken yeah, Rum? Kraken, Kraken. It's a, it's yeah, Kraken. It's called the Kraken. Oh, the crack! I was, I was hearing crack oh. and rum. Right, and oh, I was yeah. thinking that's that's a recipe to really get messed up. <laughs> no, it's up. like unleash the unleash, unleash the crack. <laughs> right, yeah, got it now. Yeah, crack and rum. Um, it's a uh, black black rum. Right, and uh, it's gotten a lot of shout outs on this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Paul loves well, I'm, it. I'm, I'm hoping that I get a lifetime supply out of this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ta- I'm gonna tag. Them well, on I mean, Twitter. everybody's gonna be listening to this. Yeah. I'm gonna tag them on Twitter. So, uh, <laughs> um, and you know, they released this Kraken thing a couple of years ago, and I'm a sucker for anything with a cool label. It's, so it's it, so you know, it's done with like the Victorian style label and you know, nice fancy bottle. But at the same, and it's 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 relatively inexpensive. It's probably mm-hmm. about twenty something dollars for an app for a bottle. Um, yeah. And it's 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 you know the the black rums are a little spicier, a little sweeter um, than your straight up right. you know uh, white rum. But I I enjoyed it. I enjoy it quite a bit. And with a Coke Zero, 
You're right there. I'm right there. Yeah. One thing we I didn't mention, um, Aaron was when you were talking about the old Putini. Uh-huh. Paltini, Paltini, uh-huh. Paltini, yeah. Paltini. Uh-huh. <laughs> Earlier, you were like caressing the bottle, like, it was, <laughs> like you were a little girl and it was your baby doll. <laughs> the mama monkey. I'm not sure I understand what your point is there, Paul. <laughs> God. Uh, my point is there are probably about two glasses left in that bottle before it's gone forever. It's Once gone. it's gone, it's gone. I mean, but you know, I, I I'm fortunate in that I've gotten to share it with friends. When? <laughs> the podcast I do before this one. <laughs> That's almost on the side of hurtful. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know if you knew this or not, Mark, but Paul's an ass. Now I've heard some of the podcasts. <laughs> no, it's, it's well known. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'll be sad when it's gone. But, you know, it just puts me out there on the quest to find more. But, you know, I was looking for beers today. Uh-huh. And, I mean, there are certainly uh, beers that I was looking at that I've never had mm-hmm. that I just sort of looked over, hmm, not interested. And I and I and and that caught me a little bit today. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I'm always looking out for that next greatest beer mm-hmm. or whatever. But yet, I find myself over and over just kind of looking over these and going, oh, it says Vienna Lager. I'm sure it's fine. And it may be the best beer <laughs> but that screw I've ever the Viennese. had. Is that but, what you're saying? You're not well, so no, much about the Franks. You know a good Vienna Lager? is Devil's Backbone. Um, relatively newer yeah. brewery. Definitely check that one out. Nothing good's come out of Vienna since Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's or the little sausages. Well, <laughs> well, it's interesting that we have... I mean, if, uh, if I had walked into Specs five years ago and seen the selection that I saw today, I would have spent $200 mm-hmm. on beer. But I was able to walk in and go, eh, the only thing I'm interested in, sort of, is the ESB from Alaskan. Yeah. And so it's it's amazing just over the very short amount of time. And again, it kind of goes back to that 30 taps versus 200 right. uh, concept of, you know, when you have a selection of a bajillion, eh, I'm do still going to have I mean, yeah. how do I narrow that down? Do you feel that sometimes are you paralyzed by choice? Mm-hmm. There's way too many things to choose from. Do Certainly. You, do you feel like... Yeah, there are guys. This is going somewhere. Do you feel? I, I yeah. feel this is going. Well, somewhere. there there are guys. Is there a pill for this? My dad <laughs> had a beer. I drink this beer. This is the beer I drink, and it's the only beer I drink. Right, mm-hmm. right. Was it Bush? Was it, what was it? No, it was uh, it was uh, Schlitz. Okay, you know, I mean, crap ass beer, Malt liquor, bull. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, that was Dad's beer. Awesome commercials, though. I mean, the bull seriously coming into the right. bar, I right? Mean, but it was. Crappy beer. Totally awful. Yeah, it was terrible beer. But you know, Dad had a go-to beer. And I mean, that was his. It was his label. And you, you, right. there, there are there are people of a given age who have you know. This is the the beer I drink. This is the scotch I drink. My father-in-law drinks Coors Light, and if it's not Coors Light or tastes just like it, then he doesn't like it. Right. You're right. Exactly. So, and it seems like you know generations that followed um, want choice. You know, we don't want to have just our own label. Like, for instance, I've, you know, at any given time, I may have five different bottles of scotch in my cabinet mm-hmm. because I don't just want 
for some reason, I don't just want to drink the same thing each time. I want to try new things and I want to, I want to, you know, see what that's like. Like, you know, uh, I, 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 when we started the podcast, I was kind of snooty about single malt sit, single malt's where it's at. Right. But I found, but since I tried the Texas blended whiskey, which is a blend and it's not a single malt. And I'm like, well, crap, maybe there's, maybe there's blends out there that I might like. And I have found a number of blends that I like. Well, and, and, and which one was it that was in the small cask? Yeah. The, uh, Lafroy, quarter cask. Lafroy. Yeah. It was excellent. Yeah. And, and I'm sure before that, what, what age was that? Do you remember? Oh, it was young. It was, uh, 12 years old. Yeah. I want to say it was 12 years old. But it, it was fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Uh, and it remains one of my favorite scotches. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I am very much a 20-year-old scotch guy, you know, but the Laphroaig changed that perspective. Right. You know? Exactly. But what I, what, I, what I wonder is, is if, are we missing something by not having a go-to beer or a go-to scotch or a go-to well, bourbon? I think we still have go-to beers. We, we, we just described, <clears throat> you, you have Blue Moon, you have... Um, well, it's just Blue Moon right now. It's just Blue Moon right now. But, I mean, right. it's your go-to beer right now. You know, I think for me, um, because it has been a short span of time. Right. You know, I would say probably, I'm talking, I went in the past seven to eight years from not drinking at all to not only um, becoming familiar with the various forms of beer and the various types of beer, but knowing... What kind of, you know, I don't just say I like Coors Light. Well, because I don't like Coors Light. (laughs) You know, I don't just say I like this type of beer. I know what, you know, I know that I like, you know, I like a Belgian Golden Strong or I Mm -hmm. like um, a White Ale. And I know what brands of that type of beer that I like. Um, Like, I would absolutely, if I drank more at home, I would probably have a six-pack of Allagash White in my house at all times. Because I just love that beer. That is a very... For me, a very crisp beer. Sure. Um, and you know when I when I find it someplace, because I find you know restaurants do tend to have that. You know, it, it is kind of a go-to beer for me. But you know, are we missing something by not a, by not having a go-to? I don't know. I, you know, there there are so many options out there. I think limiting it to, you know, I, I find when I go out with friends, and there there are some friends who have inherited their fathers taste beer. in yeah. beer um yeah. you know so i only drink miller light you know so i'll go and order i'll order you know a um a devil's backbone mm-hmm. or you know or any number of craft beers and they'll say i don't like that crap just give me a miller light yeah you know i i from my end you know and maybe it comes off as snotty but i'm like you you should try something else right. um so i don't know I, I i i'm grateful for the fact that i have i'm not an adventurous eater mm-hmm but I will try a new kind of beer. Right. Well, and, and, and I'll resonate with that a lot. It is like my mission in life to find some other beer that my father-in-law likes <laughs> or drinks <laughs> other than Coors Light. And the thing is, is like he is perfectly happy. Right. Like there is nothing in his body that says, I should like or try or whatever because... He's probably not ever going to switch to anything right. else. But from my perspective, I mean, what I like about beer is the varieties of, of beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily like there is a taste I like. It's sort of like, you know, do you like food? Yeah, I like pizza. Yeah. I eat pizza. Mm-hmm. 
Just okay, pizza. Okay, he's waiting. Pizza. Mm-hmm. Pepperoni pizza. And it's, you know, Palermo's mm-hmm. pizza. Right. Oh, okay. Well, do you like that? Palermo's pepperoni pizza. When I have, when I like to eat, I like to eat pizza. And I, I think that for me, I mean, like, I like Indian. I like sushi. Mm-hmm. I like... You know, but you have your comfort food. All sorts of oh, absolutely. And just like we have our comfort beer, you or our comfort alcohol, right? Yeah, and so I mean, there's some of that, certainly. But you know, it, it if we were given a steady diet of even our favorite comfort food, right? At, at some point, we here three would probably say, okay, now it's time for us to have something else. Right. Whereas there's a certain type of folk that would say. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. That's what I do. You know, you mentioned that Blue Moon is your beer right now. I think I could probably, you know, Blue Moon, if I'm buying a you know, six-pack or a 12-pack for, mm-hmm. you know, a party or something like that, you know, I could I could buy a Blue Moon. Um, but it won't stay my beer for years. Right. You know, um, you know, I've been drinking Diet Pepsi or whatever for, for years. But, you know, when it comes to... Diet Pepsi. I like Pepsi Max, actually. Oh, my God. Um but you know how the, are we friends how do you coke zero i, I do like coke zero coke zero pepsi max whichever right. one's on sale i don't drink any either of those but okay you should drink coke zero it's quite good how do you not drink coke zero you drink I diet coke i drink diet coke coke zero is the same need, thing except I don't, better i don't need coke zero i've got diet coke coke zero is better that's my go-to mm. 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 see <laughs> all right course light enjoy <laughs> Because I won't drink a light beer. I just, I, I don't see a point in it. Because um, I like my beer to have taste. Um, I I like to experience a beer. It's <laughs> a snobby. No, I I mean <laughs> I, I there I generally speaking in Texas, you can generally depend on Shiner being offered at a restaurant. Okay, and I'll drink a Shiner beer. Uh, it's not my first choice. Um, if Fat Tire is on the menu, I drink that. You know, if, if it's limited, if it's limited choices, but you know, th- that's a lot of my problem is that there's so much beer I don't like and it's the, the commonly available beer. So, so what have we learned tonight, guys? Old Puccini is as good the first time as it is the second time. It, that was very, very good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the cube that makes the difference. And if you're not, even if you're not a huge scotch person or mm-hmm. whiskey person, um, I think it just fits the bill of just a very pleasant drink. Yeah. Uh, I've never brought you, and I know we were wrapping up, but I'm going to ask one more question. Absolutely. Um, I've never brought you to Still, have I? No. In uh, Portsmouth, Virginia. Never. What the hell? Still as in distillery. Right. Um, It's uh, done like a speakeasy. You know, so it's under a house, Uh. um, all brick. Um, I think it would be up your alley. I think you... we need to stop what we're doing and go there right now. All right. That would be my recommendation. How much is a plane ticket? Let's go. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> it was about if 200 you sp- each way. If you want to yeah. spend nine nine hours traveling. Yeah. <laughs> well, if my wife weren't working overnights this week. Ah! <laughs> the kid's staying with a friend tomorrow night. You're good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. There you go. Um... You know, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the harpoon chocolate stout. Mm-hmm. Um, less so the other two, the uh, white chocolate porter and the rogue chocolate stout. I'm pretty sure that Mark was mad at us when he gave us that rogue chocolate stout. <laughs> well, what's interesting is I, I did go on to rate beer, uh, and that's rate beer. 
Uh, I heard you. Right. <laughs> well, I, I didn't tell like your eyes widened just a little bit. I was like, I'm not rape beer. Um, it's an awesome website. That's totally, totally different. Yeah. Uh, different podcast altogether. Um, but the rogue um, rates higher than the harpoon. I think people really? like rogue, yeah. and I don't know why. I'm not the. I, I find I, it very hit and miss with me. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I will say more miss than hit. I would say that I would agree. I cannot like right now off the top of my head. I can't think of a single rogue yeah. beer I like, but I can think of probably yeah. three harpoon beers I like. Yeah, yeah, they just they just do a good job. The West Coast tends to do a pretty good job. Well, I can't say the East Coast doesn't because they got Brooklyn Brewery and there's tons of great ones. Yeah, but the West Coast, you know, with uh, Anchor Steam, I mean Harpoon. Mm-hmm. I mean they've got San Diego has tons of uh, Stone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really like Stone. I think they do. I'm hitting us on Stone as well. I almost well. picked up a Stone uh, beer this evening, but it wasn't chocolate. So. <laughs> uh, uh, the West Coast seems to have kind of like, I mean, Portland, obviously. Yeah. They've they've got their their finger on the pulse of beer. They they kind of know what's going on. You know, the wife and I are thinking about going to uh, San Francisco for uh, our vacation this spring. Very and, nice. And I'm like eyeballing the brew tours. Yeah, you know, for San you Francisco. Should. We're also the, we're, the we're, wine tours aren't too far north of that. I know, right? Because I was, I was like, God, we could drink our entire vacation, you know. And what's wrong with that? Nothing, not a thing. It's, it's, what, it's what God wants. Yeah. Um, Napa has a wine. <laughs> is it a wine train? I think yeah. that they have, and you just get on it, and it takes you to breweries, yeah. and then you just drink, and because you can't walk, you get back right. to the train. Yeah, you stumble back to the train. I th- Aaron, I think you should videotape this. <laughs> It'll be an Academy Award winning documentary. Would you? I'm on it. Good. I'm on it. It'll be, I'll, I'll put it on my iPhone 15 seconds at a time on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> on Vine. <laughs> Which would be perfect for the for the wine stuff. That would be. Yeah, yeah, would be. Yeah, yeah. All, all right. right. Well, thank you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for Good having times me. all around. I'm glad, I, I, you know, I was glad that I could put my, my two podcast buddies together you know what? now when pot pot is legalized in texas we can have a podcast Ooh, i like Come it on down the podcast the podcast the mark andrew podcast <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, you know what uh do you ever give out the phone number on this print show we don't but we do can it. do it now do it. we should because you know if you are familiar with old peel puke i was about to Pultini. call it Pultini. old Pultini. Um, or if you have any suggestions for uh, beers or beer subjects for a future episode, um, we have a, a hotline that you should call. You should call us at 972-763-5903. That number, once again, is 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you could win a valuable, coveted Ideology of Madness surprise. But and probably. I'll send you some pop tops. So. <laughs> <laughs> but not some pot. All right. Well, let's call this one. Very good. Agreed. Three Beers and a Scotch is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call on the Ideology of Madness hotline at 972 763 5903. Leave a comment on the blog or follow us on Twitter. Details in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and always remember and never forget that while you can lead a horse to water, you cannot make him share a single malt. Celebrity Voices Impersonated. Three beers and a scotch. Oh, oh, oh. Switch.